Good morning, Mr. Black. Hi, Jason. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? <sighs> oh, I'm good. I just did a um, I just did a little something for my health, Jason. I'm listening. It's called. It's from Arden's Garden, my my local juicery and smoothie emporium. It's called the Flu Fighter. Not not to be confused with your favorite band. <laughs> um, but so it's 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 back to back to the fucking dome. Two ounces of wheatgrass, ginger, lemon, cranberry, and then you finish off with a firecracker, uh, which is another Im- immunity shot. And I'm I'm feeling fucking twisted. So you this will probably not COVID out, is what you're saying. Oh, this is this is my vaccine exactly. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's 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 I do it every week actually while I'm here mm-hmm. um, because unlike you and some of our other guests, I'm here to support small businesses. So um, I like to patronize uh, Arden's Garden every day if I can for a smoothie and also the flu fighter once a week. So I guess I should probably stop buying my wheatgrass shots on Amazon. Yeah, I don't think that's how wheatgrass is supposed to be. You know, I miss wheatgrass, bro. Remember the simpler time of health when wheatgrass was considered cutting edge? You were there. Yeah, I was there. You was out. You were outside. You were outside then. My uh, <laughs> my friends and I in high school would go to Jamba Juice and order wheatgrass shots just for the simple thrill of drinking something that was kind of gnarly and gross it was our version of doing tequila shots i guess what's interesting to me is that i actually really like the way wheatgrass tastes now like i it doesn't i I find it to be like kind of sweet and nice um Mm. where whereas i I feel like at one point it was considered extreme and now that is that that would be kind of insane to think that's extreme yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of uh, health foods like that that at first when you hear about them, they sound really disgusting and weird and and fucked up and nasty, and then you kind of grow a little bit of a Stockholm syndrome uh, appreciation of that because you know with a lot of those health foods, if they taste too good, if they don't taste kind of gnarly or sting or have some weird effect, then you lose out on the on the placebo of feeling like you know something is happening like you you, it has to taste agreed a crazy ginger garlic lemon wheatgrass oil of oregano burn to feel like you've really done something crazy to flush the system as it were to drain the swamp inside of your body yeah my swamp needs draining um (laughs) but i you know i had that directly after a a tennis lesson with jordan today and i i have to say um it was the best service i'm flying high because my service game really came together today and i just want to share that with you not that i was not that i was you know just i wasn't erotic out there but it was um there was only one double fault you know in, in 30 35 minutes of serving so it felt it felt pretty good not, yeah, nothing nothing gets your um your tennis spirit lifted faster than a good day of serving, I say. Well, like like the idiot that I am, I'm going to chalk it up to the new shoes I got. Uh so these are these are Nike brand shoes made for tennis, correct? Yeah, come on player, you already know the vibes. <laughs> okay, so let me, let me find out, let me find out which ones they are cuz I don't remember exactly. Um, so I'm going to look it up here. Oh, the Nike Air Zoom GP Turbo. Oh, you got the turbos? Oh, white with black. I mean, I really like them. I, I've been playing in the cage for a while, like too long. Probably need to replace them. But these, this is a more substantial shoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels more supportive, a little more cushioning. Um, but it felt good out there breaking them in today. Beautiful day in Atlanta for tennis. It was just, it was a great morning. Well, you know, my morning, I woke up. It was uh, 36 degrees and uh, raining. 
and I uh, spent the last three hours editing podcasts. Um, and now I'm going to record a podcast and then edit it, and then I'm going to edit another podcast and upload it. So all I'm doing today is editing in the rain, and then uh, and then I guess celebrating. What are we celebrating? I'm celebrating a, a bunch of work finally completed. Uh, in, in, see, in addition to how long gone. I produce a few other podcasts on the side. We don't care about that. We don't talk about other podcasts <laughs> on this podcast. Please save that for somebody who cares, okay? Don't worry, don't worry. I won't I won't say anything other than the fact that I am out here working. Um and that's that's all that needs to be said. Well, TJ on his Grizzly, it just makes me happy and I'm I'm sorry for the rain. Luckily it rains like that maybe once a year or twice a year in Los Angeles, so I feel like you'll be through the worst of it maybe tomorrow. Oh yeah, we really needed it, you know. That's one of my favorites. Exactly. <laughs> we, we yeah, that's a, that's a classic. That's literally like the Californians uh for traffic. That's that's in the mm-hmm. same Oh, yeah, we needed this. Yeah, that we just really, we're, it's we're, so we're, dry. It's so we're dry. We're willing to sacrifice everything to have um, you know, our our brown hills turn green for three days and then we're gonna go take some pictures of uh you know of exactly in it. oh my god it's impossibly verdant you know what i mean i do i do know what you mean but the rain yesterday it looked like i saw people talking about there's some blackouts i saw some videos that look like some light flooding was happening am i is it are people just being babies or is this real talk uh, I mean, I, I don't think people are being babies in terms of, oh my God, I'm going to die. But it's more, you know, it's it's always crazy because it does rain here thrice annually. So when it does happen, it does kind of fuck everyone up and, and people forget that rain exists and it's a thing yes, that yeah. a lot of people are, are, are quite used to. During the inauguration, there was, a, there was an earthquake. It was probably like, I don't know, three or four light work and and not not a single person cared or anything like you know <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it could yeah. you know it was truly a, a blip on the radar but if, if it rains so you're saying to me that californians rain is is more rare than an earthquake in that in that environment one thousand percent and and one and rain is a thousand percent more alarming or or at least cause for an alarm than than an earthquake which is which is pretty fucked i mean i would rather i don't i hate driving in the rain I hate driving in the snow. I need to I need to go 110 miles an hour with one hand on the wheel at all times or else I turn into a real baby. I understand. I understand that. I like- baby on board is what happens when it's baby raining. on board when TJ upset. <laughs> Speaking of whips, this 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 white chick that was wearing a sweatshirt that said baby girl on it pulled up while I was getting my smoothie in the in the Hellcat with the with the camo paint job. Camo Hellcat white girl baby girl license plate? Baby girl sweatshirt. Okay. Um, baby girl sweatshirt, worse than license plate, I think maybe. Um, but I just hadn't seen the Hellcat with the, and it, of course it's not a paint job. I think it's like a big sticker, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a baby girl wrap. It was uh, it was cool to see it. Whenever you see a girl wearing a, a hooded sweatshirt that says "baby girl" on it, there's a decent chance she's going to be attractive. Where was she sitting on the Rotten Tomato scale of baddies? <laughs> very low. Very, very, very low. <laughs> she was not certified fresh. No. No, I guarantee the inside of that Hellcat don't smell good. You know what I mean? That that Hell that Hell that Hellcat need a bath. That Hellcat is is smelling like Arby's. Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, that Hellcat. That Hellcat has been let out of its cage a little too much, and it needs to be washed and dried oh. before oh. it goes back in. That's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, that shit definitely smells. It smells like Arby's and Bath and Body Works. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, the Hellcat, much like the regular cat, you know, of the feline world, 
they are very adverse to to bathing. You know, they do not work well in in wet situations. So I didn't you know. know that. I didn't know that. Oh, Chris, you try you try washing a cat. I hope you. I hope you're. <sighs> yeah, wearing, I, guess I d- hope you're wearing Gore-Tex sleeves because you're getting scratched up. That does seem problematic. I was, you know, also before the show, I was, you know, quickly uh, scrolling Instagram, and I don't know if you've seen the. Uh, I'm sure you have. Why would I say this? Your favorite Kodak Black posted of Donald Trump with Kodak Black hair. <laughs> and no, it, and I did not says, see that. My algorithm did not feed me that gold. It says it says. I was already fucking with yo campaign, but shit, we locked in nah at POTUS45. And it spells, but shit, S-H-I-D-D. Shit. Shit? That's just not even a word. Like shit, shit, we locked in now, but obviously spelled N-A like Narcotics Anonymous. Mm -hmm. It's a very strange. The whole thing is really, really strange. I like, um, you know, taking those brave risks and writing out your language phonetically in your own yeah. special way. You know, that's sort of a, a, a first-person style prose, not unlike the works of Nora Ephron, if I can be so bold as to, you know, lump them in the same category. I feel like I feel like you even do it sometimes yourself. Oh, you know? yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes you're saying a word that you want it to have a certain special meaning. And the only way you can really get that, you know, in the written form is to rearrange the letters how you see fit. And sometimes it can be a risk. It can be a failure. But when executed with precision, mm, nobody has a problem with that. Not even any of my editors. Oh, my God. Well, if you're able to slip bro with an E-N, my favorite Jasonism, into a published piece of writing that's not on Substack, I'll be very, very... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Very impressed because I don't even really know where that came from or what you're trying to do with that, but I I just think it's cool. I can't lie, and I kind of want to co-opt it myself, but then I I would just be swag surfing on TJ, which we obviously know that can't happen. You can only you the can reverse. You, you can you can use it. I mean, spelling bro with an e at the end is <laughs> is you know I don't know the exact origins of it, but my spidey sense leads me to believe that it's rooted in my appreciation of the Australian slang. So out of respect to our Aussies, you kind of just add the E in because it, it looks like the way they make it sound. Is that what you're saying? That's right. That's right. And, you know, okay. and me coming from Orange County, the word bro, that's, you know, that's our staple. That's our... That's hardwired. That's your dude. That's, yeah, that's my low low country Carolina gold rice. That's my, <laughs> that's my grits. That's my, that's my... <laughs> You know, like the foundation of everything begins with the word bro and the word bro can, you know, you, you know, you see that there's that meme where it says you good and then it shows like the 11 different ways that you good can mean like, yes, yes, like, hey, you're fine or are you okay? I'm checking in on you. Yeah, that's it. That's a chopped cheese style meme. But yeah, continue. (laughs) Yeah. Chopped cheese. Twitter has co-opted that heavily. But for me, it's the same exact thing with bro. Like bro, like bro could be. You could say it at a funeral. You could say it in the middle of an orgasm. You could say it in every other setting in between. You could say it at a funeral, <laughs> bro. I'm really sorry for your loss. I guess it does work. <laughs> yeah, when when that casket is being, um, you know, dropped six feet into into the soil, just a simple bro whispered <laughs> under your breath. 
the, the gravity really... that that word can yeah possess. you're right you're right oh man. i think bro i feel like i feel like bro unfortunately is seen as a very limited limited word but the reality is and it takes someone from huntington beach orange county to explain this it actually contains multitudes and you should try to use it more it reminds me of words like um mm. for example f- fam you know when fam came into into the lexicon i was like that word is stupid i'm never going to use that then there was a two-year period where i probably said that word to the i mean it was absolutely embarrassing and i should be ashamed and now you know it's it's kind of i've kind of moved on but but i couldn't resist the temptation yeah um the word fam yeah when when the word fam first arrived on on the scene it was sort of just used to like refer to your friendship group or you know people that are close to you but then you know it really opened up like a you know like a fine pinot and we we really realized the un, the, the potential of fam when it was unlocked i mean you you could say fam to describe so many things not unlike the word bro i well i like to use the full form of the word uh family um it's kind of my my twist on it but i i you know i don't it, it's twist. i mean the regardless like everything else i mean i guess bro is actually probably from like surf culture whereas fam is definitely something that white people have stolen from from black slang i have to imagine so at mm-hmm. least yours at least yours is native yeah I, I mean depending on the the region that you were raised in bro and fam could be absolutely interchangeable like you could you could be walking down the sidewalk and see somebody with a terrible outfit and just be like, bro. And then you know exactly what it means. The same, you know, you could walk by somebody with a really torched fit and be like, fam. It's true. And that's all you need to say. That just that that literally translates to like true. Look at this person's outfit. It is truly rough. I need you to check it out and acknowledge that fact. I could not ignore it. Well, I think slang, I mean, that's why slang is so divisive and interesting is because it's, you know, we're, we're, we meaning whites Mm -hmm. are usually the last, the last to get it, you know? So it it gets stolen. Mm -hmm. It gets stolen, uh, from black women first, I believe by gay men and then white women and then white men are final. Is, mm-hmm. is what I is what is what the understanding that 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 I I've I've been told about slang and how it mutates. Yeah, that's what I, I've seen similar similar things as well. The uh, you know the the ancestry. What, what is, yes, I, I I like to be an equal opportunity slang biter. I, I will take it from all cultures and yeah. do my best to make it my own without offending the the originators. And I usually do not succeed too well. No, that's all we can do. But I mean, speaking of speak, speaking of, um, we need to talk about Bling Empire. So this is a rare cross section of both of us enjoying prestige reality television simultaneously. I thought you were going to say Asian stuff, but yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Well. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't call this I wouldn't call this prestige by any means. I would call it television, but so anyway, I I put off watching this for a little while just because I, I don't know. I just I this is actually right up my alley. You don't but have I just, to I, you don't have to explain why you resisted watching the Bling Empire. There's many 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 reasons why somebody should never watch the show. Yeah, but it's it's out of character for me personally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I I did watch like three episodes last week when I needed a break from the intensity of the West Wing as we go into the fifth season. As a palate cleanser, I turned on this little program, and man, <laughs> man, these people are fucked up, man. And the the most interesting takeaways: first of all, the Red Power Ranger guy is a murderer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yes. The male mo- the male model guy is the most one of the most annoying reality television characters of all time. Um, <laughs> the Russian the Russian lady that's like mm-hmm. very rich and and buys him all the Dior. She's cool. But the most interesting thing for me, I I didn't I didn't realize that surrogacy was so looked down upon in in like Asian communities. I didn't know that was like such a thing that that, that that's like is that just because this guy is like part of a royal dynasty or is that like an overall attitude? So you're talking so there's one there's a character who is like literally from some a royal family of some sort. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a he's a plastic surgeon. This is the most annoying shit in the world to me. Your your child has a name, but they choose to call the child Baby G instead of whatever his fucking name is that starts with a G. It makes me fucking crazy. Like you're, it's, and that baby is cute as hell too. I want some respect on that baby's name. Baby G is cute, but yeah, I was wondering. Baby when I was G, watching Baby it. G, Baby G is a fucking ugly watch. It's not a baby. The generation that I'm from, a Baby G was a was a baby blue colored G Shock watch made for the ladies. But yeah, Jason definitely. <laughs> went to a few raves with one of those on thank god i was never g-shock familia i was able to have the presence of mind to dodge that that bulky bullet we know you've we know you've looked across the room onto the side table after a long night of dancing and you've seen one before oh yeah i mean my life was (laughs) riddled with baby g's and regular (laughs) daddy g's Damn, no, I didn't have a baby G. That's whack, but I did have a full size G. Mm-hmm. That the I mean, anyway, but so they have this they have a baby, baby G, but they want to get a they want to have a daughter for baby uh, a friend for baby G. They want to have a daughter. The husband's obviously pushing for it. Really wants baby G to have a friend. The wife obviously doesn't want to do it. At first they lead you to believe the wife doesn't want to do it because she doesn't want to like fuck her body up cuz she's pretty hot for being a mom and older. But then you find you come to find out that during the the birth of her first child spoilers like almost, guys trigger warning yeah, yeah, spoiler spoilers. alert warning she almost dies you know so then she's like we we'll have to have a surrogate and then the parents the, this guy's parents because he's royal are just like nah we ain't with that mm-hmm. which is archaic but not surprising i just don't well i think the i think the real the sad part about it was she was hiding his secret of him having the problems with reproduction and not her so she had to to bear the grunt of the ridicule of his family when she was hiding his secret of not being able to reproduce so well dr g was barren as it were Dr. G wasn't hitting it right in this case, particularly. <laughs> Dr. G was unable to hit it right for, you know, I'm assuming a multitude of psychological issues that he suffers from. From being a, a, royal, a descendant of royalty. But, but I mean, the, the big takeaway from the show is, and this is something you and I talked about a little bit, a bit, uh, you know, direct one-on-one, is that it needs to be approached more like a soap opera than an actual reality show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was saying you were you were mentioning hey I'm going to I'm going to you know slice open a, a steaming hot episode of Bling Empire wish me luck type of text and I said it's important for you to not consider this or or uh you know absorb this content as a reality show that it's marketed as but in fact you know like a bizarre art piece soap opera type of thing because obviously you know like every reality show they're you know a hundred percent scripted and produced and well, but the one thing with this that I think is real is that they actually I think the people that are rich are actually that rich. 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, whereas on a lot of reality shows, we got a lot of smoke and mirrors. We like got a lot of credit card debt. We got a lot of car notes <laughs> gone unpaid to to keep the facade going for the for the cameras. But this seems mm-hmm. like these people these people are truly rich, which I do love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it feel more more authentic to me. That is the one. Yeah, that is the one normal real thing about them that they are truly rich. But I think every I think what happened was they all got together hired a production company and say yes. like we want to we we want a reality show this is what we can bring to the table uh you know an unlimited amount of money and ridiculous you know they had the the birth the the 100 day birthday party for the baby and there was a yes. a claw machine that you would see at Chuck E Cheese but it was just filled with Gucci handbags that one that one sent me over the limit yeah i need a spoiler alert for that but that that is exciting <laughs> that is exciting stuff i watched it high as hell for the most part and my my jaw was on the floor. You have, you have to get into the mood for it. You have to be feeling a little extra silly and and be ready to see some fucked up shit. And if you're able to lock into that, it is an undeniable piece of content. And I did check you you did check with the EDM community and the DJ on the show who is is they lead us to believe they lead us to believe that she's famous. Her name does actually not ring bells in the EDM community. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. And I mean, I think anyone can even just go to her Instagram page and look at it and see that she is she's little more than like a middling Singapore bottle rat type of person who like still has a bad die cut sticker on the back of her laptop <laughs> she got the serato she don't even use cdjs and it might not even it the laptop there's a decent chance the laptop is not even an apple product oh she's you know she's got the samsung tablet up there no question mm-hmm. but she you know she's not you know she's she's a fake person and that's fine but you know everything in the algorithm now i kind of look at with a little bit more of a discerning eye as to what is going on. Oh, I love when TJ. I love when TJ puts on his blue light glasses and gets serious. I, I like paying attention to cultural trends in society. But what a thing that I noticed <laughs> that in almost every single episode there was a through line where there was some type of tarot card reading, Hollywood medium, astrology horoscope shit there they they went to a did you see the episode where they met with the shaman on the beach (laughs) where he does he he downloads people's auras and then does like this hand motion and then tells downloads no i don't think i don't think i've I've made it should we do that for for this show or for twitch yeah there's one where they go like almost every episode they meet with a fortune teller blah 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 and and they talk to dead people, ask them, like, am I going to have another baby, blah, blah, blah. But there's one where they meet with this shaman where the, the hot, poor actor guy, you know, befriended this self-help guru guy. And they meet on the beach and have a bonfire. And this guy literally says, like, okay, I'm downloading your information into my mainframe. And then does these, like, hand what movements. He does what these, like, the Jabberwocky hand movements. <laughs> and then he just starts telling them about their life and they just start crying and having a breakthrough and like oh my god and then one person they're like did does this does this sound familiar did you have a moment in your life where you were at a crossroads and you know you're trying to make a decision on something that you're having difficulty with and she was like yeah yesterday i was um i, I was having a hard time you know the bottega veneta um bag the <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out which color to get and everyone starts clowning her and she's like, I'm being real. Like she was, it was like a real moment of vulnerability of her opening up about not being able to find out which color Bottega back she wanted. It's some cool good shit, man. Hell. 
That's cool as hell. Actually, you know, that's funny you mentioned Bottega Veneta. I was actually in the Bottega store yesterday and they okay. did they did a nice dark purple version of of the big woven uh uh big woven tote. But that's besides the what point. What would you call that color? Was that is that an eggplant? What what do we, what do you say? That's actually the 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 woman that was working in the store did refer to it as eggplant. It was mm-hmm. it was nice. It's su- it's subtle, you know what I mean? Like they do they do a more poppy like lilac, which I think is is it will not age as well as as an eggplant. But Bling Empire, the final takeaway for Bling Empire Kane needs to come on this podcast. Would you not agree? Well, I DM'd Kane, have not got a response <laughs> back from him yet. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure his inbox is currently flooded, so I bet Kane I'm gonna guess Kane uh has never listened to a podcast. What do you think? Absolutely not. Kane just learned what a podcast was after <laughs> reading and not responding to my DM. That's yeah. He he does not unfortunately listen to Mark Marin twice a week like I thought he did. <laughs> Um, He's like, well, I mean, I do. I mean, of course, I listen to Planet Money, but I mean, other than that, <laughs> I mean, Freakonomics, sure. Uh, we might, uh, you know, we might have to agree to some type of physical agreement with Kane if we want to move. Well, Jason, chains. it wouldn't be out of the question for you to let a man of Kane's stature top you off for a little for a little podcast. Yeah, he Kane is going to reply back in the DMs, Cameron voice, is he fucking or not? And then we will <laughs> at that point we will have to make a decision, you know, on the future of our podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, what how many followers does Big Kane have? Because he's working with a light 300k, something like that, but I'm sure 300k, I mean 300k, I, I that's not enough really to not respond to I know. in my opinion. 300k is, is is not super high, but also I think the um, the Bling Empire bouquet is just starting to open up, and I bet you, I bet you, he's getting you know twenty five, thirty k a day, you know, as every day passes yeah. right now. It's so funny to me because people like that, like I find him pretty compelling as like a stupid person on reality <laughs> television. Even a normie, even a regular ass, like basic sweet green white chick. Mm-hmm. Why are why are you following Kane? On, you watch your mouth on Instagram. Like, what are you getting from that follow? Like, you watch the show, you think he's funny, but but he only it's only funny in that context. Like, I don't need to see him posting selfies after he gets more fillers. That is true. That is true. I think what happens is when you're watching it, you know, at you home follow. with your you know with your loved one, with your life partner, and you you know the first thing that anyone does when you suddenly fall in love with a new character. Or a new person in the world is go look at their Instagram because that's how we that's how we get the broad strokes about somebody's life. Like when when the crown came out and uh, you know the first thing I did was like who is this girl playing Princess Diana? I go to the gram, smash the follow. She has not written back to the DM yet either. She she that shoot. Oh my god, those yeah. Her stylist she's her stylist is this guy Harry Lambert who's the same person who styles Harry Styles and they mm-hmm. did that Vogue. They did that Vogue shoot of her like trying on all the clothes that she would have worn for the press tour. Mm. Um, one of the and he, I mean, one of the best things I've seen this year probably. She looked incredible. It was so cool, right? So cool. But but yeah, and then you go to her Instagram and it's like, oh, you're kind of like a dorky actor. Yeah, but but you you go you hit the follow and then you know while you're kind of horned up for them, you know, sexually speaking or not, you're just excited and you're like, okay, I can't wait to see what gifts this follow brings me. And then after a while, you know, you you just kind of forget. 
and then you know the algorithm waves crashes and sweeps it over and you kind of forget about it and then a year later you're like oh yeah i followed kane from the bling empire i guess i should i guess i can unfollow him now <laughs> so where do they where do they live like bel-air i was trying to figure that out i don't i don't exactly know i think some of them were from the san gabriel valley where I was just yesterday copping my matcha and carrot juice. Um, it's a rich, illustrious Asian community. I'm familiar with the community. I would like to talk about your trip there yesterday. But what I'm saying is it's one of those things where I feel like, you know, we could run into them somewhere maybe. You know, we could maybe find Kane at, at – maybe Kane's at Dog Pound. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, one thing – one interesting part Or at part the Ivy or well, something. like they never, they never really divulged any real pinpoint locations except – I know they went to a Vietnamese restaurant on La Brea right by um, Twin Coleman's house. And they also went to one of my least favorite destinations in all of Los Angeles, the old-timey hipster bowling alley in Highland Park. Highland Park oh. Lanes or something. Fuck, fuck Highland Park. You already know it's on site if I see you at Highland Park. The whole community can get if it. If anyone Bra! listening to this has ever been to Highland Park, I will kill you with my bare hands. <laughs> I was just really deep into the donut discourse earlier this week on the podcast, so I'm, <laughs> I just want to let you. I want to let you know I'm still. Oh yeah, mad I forgot. Yeah, I forgot about emo vegan donut shop. Donut friend was trying to unionize. Love the idea of unionizing a donut shop. And he blocked. So yeah, the guy, the guy who played drums and drive like Jehu and produced Jimmy Eat World, a legend, blocked blocked his his hourly employees from unionizing for making donuts that have like misfit song titles in them the whole thing is just fucking torched the whole thing is insane it, it feels fake it feels algorithmic and i think I, I started introducing donuts into my weekend swag uh two weeks ago donuts and donut shops they they have really oh, become, worst. the they, worst the worst the worst i i disagree they've they've become this odd bygone anomaly because there's there's like you know a hundred donut shops in la they're all the same they all have lottery tickets cheap coffee donuts they're open 24 hours a day quick question specifically because i i donuts do seem more important in los angeles than anywhere else i've ever been is there a a, there's a historic reason for that or is it just like a a thing that happened and that's what it is uh i think I, i know that there's been articles written about it and i know that there's there's like a lot of donut shops in LA that appear to be like a Winchell's location, but then it'll close down and then often Asian immigrant families will take over and just kind of like change the name from Winchell's to Michelle's and just like take that W and flip it upside down to an M. Uh, I don't think it's a money laundering thing. Maybe it was just a cheap business and it was able to be like a turnkey operation. Yeah. But now it feels more and more, you know, it makes you wonder how these businesses stay open because like the one by my house that I go to, it's, you know, just a regular old donut shop. There's there's people doing lottery scratch off tickets and buying cheap coffee and construction workers getting a, a $4 bagel sandwich with eggs and bacon and sausage and shit. You know, they're open 24 hours. I'll go in there. I got like a large coffee. I got an apple fritter. And then I got like a half a dozen donut holes for LP. You're such a hole guy. You love holes. Yeah, Bay loves the holes. Um, you know, maybe it's a Wait, psychological so, thing. So, but so I bought all that stuff, and the total came out to four dollars. And I gave yeah, them a five dollar bill and said, "Keep the change." And they're like, "Oh, thanks." 
So what like, is like how like so yeah, this how business, is, business? is open twenty four hours. They're constantly making piping hot fresh donuts, deep frying them, selling them, doing all this stuff. At the end of the day, they're like, oh yeah, we made you know three hundred dollars or something like that. Like I don't understand how it all. Computes. I think and they have you know it's a family run business. There's like four employees there. There's a guy in the yeah, back I don't washing either. dishes. I don't, I don't get it. No, it's expensive. I mean, it's got to be more expensive than we think. And well, what is the so what is your you know I haven't had a donut obviously in a very long time, but <laughs> when I lived. When I lived in the Lower East Side, I used to live near Donut Plant, uh, which is legendary. Mm-hmm. And man, I love fucking Donut Plant. Donuts are amazing, but I don't, I don't. That <laughs> so why they, do you avoid them because they are they are the devil's work. Yeah, but I mean, I just when I think of it, it's something that I I find uh, hard to like. I don't think about eating that during the day, and that's when those would be eaten. Like I feel like bad boy eating happens at night, and for some reason, like eating a donut at ten a.m. is just not on the table. Ah, okay. So donut for dessert, it's a it's a little bit of an easier pill to swallow for mm-hmm. CB. Yeah, yeah, I love that. No, I agree with that. I agree with that because I don't. I'm not a sweets guy unless it's unless it's dessert time. Unless I earned my sweets by uh, successfully completing, uh, you know, eating all of my veggies. Exactly. Yeah. If once the once the broccoli's gone, we can talk about a little donut. But what is your <laughs> what is your prefer so an apple fritter is your go to? Because I kinda like a I like a um glazed twist. <laughs> uh uh-huh. I, I, I like many donuts. I do like an apple fritter because it offers uh, you know, a com a complex Because it's good as hell. Yeah, cr- uh, I know. Craggly mouthfeel. Craggly. Craggly. Yeah, that's right. The crags. Crag, you know, that's why people love a crumpet or an English muffin. Mm. You know, you need to get those crags. A, a smooth wow, I thought about. Is... I haven't thought about English muffin in a long time. Those are fucking hot fire, too. <laughs> Chris, there's a whole world out there for you. If as long as you're willing to know, gain I, just eight pounds, you can enjoy all. No, of I I am gonna though when 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 I get to L.A., we're going to Courage Bagels. I gotta see what all the hype is about. It's all over the timeline. I need everything in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everything everything will get in that belly. Don't worry, Chris. Um, but yeah, I like I, that. I just want to make sure. But I also like um, there's my maybe my favorite donut in L.A. There's a place called Donut Man. They have one at Grand Central Market. There's another one in Glendora, but they have one called the Tiger Tail, which is a a glazed twist oh, that oh. also has a oh. cinnamon roll style oh. filling, or oh, it's kind off, of it's bitch. like a sugar cinnamon blend that is that's fire that's laid on it and then it's twisted instead of rolled like a cinnamon roll. That is, you know, another thing. I- oh, baby, and that and that tail is long. That I love a long tail um, on my content and on my donuts uh, on the um. You know, speaking of cinnamon rolls, I saw that Allison Roman's really been hoeing out the cinnamon roll recipe that she <laughs> she published. And I got to say, Jason, I'm going to need you to make those for me. I got to try it. Because, there, are, you know, the Roman Roman's doing these things raw dog without a bag. There's no icing. That's <laughs> fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, no icing on the cinnamon. I had to, I had to do a quadruple take on my sub stack. As soon as you yeah, touch down, it. I'll be able to make it happen. I recently yeah. made her potato soup, and it, it, it went down a treat, I must say. You have to be a fan of dill, though. Just a, a fair warning. Roman's just back on fire, bro. I need those cinnamon rolls in my life. I just, I literally, she reposts, you know, 50 posts of people making the cinnamon rolls, and it's like all I could think about is cinnamon rolls for, for you know, and 
I, Alex loves cinnamon. I just hear about cinnamon rolls constantly. Chris, don't worry. I, I got you. I got you. We will We will make the cinnamon rolls. <clears throat> I'll show you how to make them so then you can share them and make them with your family for generations to come. Don't First worry. of all, that's not going to happen, but I will eat one cinnamon roll after you make a, uh, a, a full pan from the Allison Roman recipe. Shout out to Allison Roman. Go ahead and subscribe to her sub sack. You know what I mean? Jason obviously doesn't like to support creators, um, but right. he was giving it for he was giving it for free, which mm-hmm. is nice. That's yeah, nice. it's it's weird. I, I haven't really been cooking a lot of food from recipes lately, but more times than not, when I do, it's a it's a damn Roman recipe. I think that her recipes are are currently some of my favorite recipes to cook in the history of recipes. I don't know what it is. Everything's coming up Roman in the kitchen. I can't wait. I can't wait till she makes some cookware so you can really outfit the crib. <laughs> you mean like um how um like Chrissy Teigen would make? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think uh, I think Maddie. Math- I don't know if that's the direction she's trying to go into. I think but. Maddie Matheson just released a pan. You know, I saw that. Or maybe yeah, Big it, maybe Maddie it's a- came out with a cast iron, a real gorilla grip cast iron that's meant for big dog cookery only. See, I think of a cast iron. I think I think of beating somebody's ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't really think about cooking. I think about protecting my loved ones from an intruder. Okay, so that's what Big Mama would hit a robber over the head with. Yeah, that's what Linda Black Linda Linda Black Linda Black would she only reaches for the Draco if it's more than 3 people. Have you ever called Linda Black Big Mama? No. <laughs> I could. I mean, she's not that big. That's the thing. She's not small. She's not like a five. She's not five feet tall. She's like five foot seven. So I guess I could call her Big Mama. <laughs> Man, my sister's my sister's kids were over here, over here last night, and it was a fucking movie, bro. I'm <laughs> obviously bro, your sister has a couple badass little kids. Am I wrong? Yeah, she's got twins, and they're just like fuck, bro. They're like a year and a half, I guess. Like, a, yeah, yeah, a year and a half. They're just who's to say how old they are? Uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. They look like kids to me, but I mean, you know, they're they're very they're very very cute, and you know, it, it's great. But so those are the those, so the, on the plus side, they're cute, they're adorable. They'll run around, they give you a a hug, and they want to play with you. And well, unfortunately, Jason, uh, unfortunately, Uncle Chris is still a little bit of a it's touch and go. They're they're not totally sure about me and my standing in the family. Family and I get a little, I get a little pushback. I don't. I'm not getting a lot. What, of love. what, what have you done to to make that happen, Chris? Uh, apparently, or is that all? Is this all their fault? Well, of course it's all their fault. I've I've never <laughs> done anything wrong. Uh, no, apparently the men are not their favorite. Oh, you know, mm, this sounds like a, a little bit your family and a little bit your Twitter feed, Chris. Exactly. Exactly. I exactly. So, but I I did make some progress. I was getting some smiles last night. I was getting some, you know, reassurance. But but they. So I come downstairs. You know, after you know, with these nap. kids, Chris, you gotta want it, and the the, the kids know, they I can know. smell it, especially the twins. But the twin, the twin take over my life. It truly, it's hitting. It, it this is as close to home as it could possibly hit. Twin it's crazy. <laughs> it is. It's, it's not a. It's not a fucking Instagram page. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's a takeover. Hi, Babs. Uh, I'm doing a parade takeover. Yeah. I went to the kitchen and these these two have just got every they've basically pulled everything out of every drawer and put it on the floor and mm-hmm. are just like rolling around. But I'm like but they got a whole you know, they got a whole fucking room full of toys and shit, but they don't want those. They want to take out the spoon and the bowl wow. that I used to make salad in. So they're rolling so around. You- <laughs> so that reminds me of the Kirby Enthusiasm where where Larry David's assistant uses his cereal bowl. 
to feed exactly her dog. exactly yes and so yes, you're like this I know is my episode. salad this is my salad bowl yeah get your little okay so i like i like listening to you discover what you know children are like in real time on this podcast it, it has been interesting do you do you think that when you were a child you did similar behaviors or no i mean i've been told before that my dad one of the most mellow people i've ever met you met him he's a very mellow guy mm-hmm. um he's a stone did punch chill. Did did punch a hole in the wall because of my uh, behavior. And this was when you were a child, or this was when you were a nineteen uh, year old little shit. No, a child. But I think I've I think I've been a little shit the whole time, or at least a crier. You know, which which tracks. <laughs> you know, which tracks. Considering so, that all I do now is complain, so, so it, it kind of makes sense. So 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 Mr. Black one one day just said, "Damn it!" And he had it up to here, and then he was strung out. He was strung out on diet cokes and tax season. And he just fucking he just he just let a haymaker go into the drywall. My mom never put a hole through the wall dealing with me and twin, but there were definitely some moments of tears. You know, juggling two babies running around like pulling fucking steak knives out of the drawer and you know stabbing each other and shit and like drawing crayons on the wall. My sister seems very calm about it all and just enough to make you never want to have a kid. Am I wrong? Exactly, but it's but it's I mean. Look, they're cute as hell, and I can't wait till I'm able to influence them positively in their life and step in as cool Uncle Chris and, you know, give them the lemon heads on vinyl and, you know, great cool clothing that they'll hold on to forever. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, that's really where I step in. This age, there's not much for me to do here. You know what I mean? I got to wait till they're like 10, 11, 12, and then I can start really swooping in with the, with the playlists and the gifts. And really, that's when my mark is going to be made. Now is, is, is a warm-up, and, and I'm not that worried about it. Do you think your dad is is going to hit you up and be like, Chris? It'd be nice if you could share some of the Tom Brown collection with the. the I know the <laughs> well, kids I, line just dropped for fall winter. Exactly 21. the Tom Brown the Tom Brown kids is very cute. Unfortunately, I think they're a little small for it, but it it is a possibility. We could. I mean, obviously, you know, anyone that is born into this family, if I see a potential to uh, monetize on their looks or uh, skills, mm-hmm. I will. I will will be doing that. Um, Do you think the Tom Brown Kids collection is inclusive for all body shapes and sizes? I believe it is, actually, yeah. I mean, the video that came out today is very cute. I really liked it. Call Your Shore directed. Um, but I, uh, the problem with getting gifts for kids is they just grow out of it so fast. So we get them the van slip-ons. You know, they're not going to be able to wear them in three months. You know what I mean? But but mm. what, are you, what are you supposed to do? But, you know, I tried to get them Tiffany. You can get them a damn book. I tried to get them Tiffany's rattles when they were born. I couldn't find two. Have you ever tried to buy vintage Tiffany ra- rattles on eBay? I bet you haven't. It's fucking hard. Well, if you pay close attention to the Bling Empire, Chris, you'll notice that Baby G does have the Tiffany rattle. No hyperbole, no fooling. It was a real thing that I clocked and I thought of you. But I wanted vintage because it's cooler. Like, I wanted vintage ones and I was going to get them engraved. That whole plan. But anyway. I don't know if a vintage baby rattle is going to be COVID compliant, you know. So, uh, there's a good chance that little baby did not get his Fauci ouchie before he sucked on that that stainless steel rattle. About. Fauci ouchie that motherfucker Fauci ouchie is out here whoring himself out again now now he's got a whole another storyline to keep him relevant uh-uh. i opened up a can of worms didn't i chris no i just can't wait till he poses what what cover what magazine cover do you think he's gonna be on next i mean hopefully there's some type of schmear campaign tiger wood style and he, he's gonna have to grace the cover of men's health or else the national Enquirer we- is gonna shut him down <laughs> The only magazine I want to see Fauci in the cover of is COVID is over magazine. Oh, available, available, the only available at Barnes and 
Barnes and Noble at the Galleria. That, that's the only one. That's the only magazine I want to see. I don't want to see his ass on InStyle wearing. Come on, bro. You can't be sitting by a pool on InStyle. No, I think he's going to do Playgirl. I could see it. <laughs> Has Playgirl made a comeback? I could see Fauci and Playgirl hog out mask on. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Have you been looking at my cloud? <laughs> No, this is not. I know that's Jason's. Also, Jason's uh, fan fiction. He did pitch me that, but mm-hmm. I had to. Sorry, I didn't mean to air it out on on air like that, Jason. Chris, I showed you those selects in <laughs> in good faith. I showed you those selects. <laughs> Look, those those selects of Fauci, they were between us. Yeah, you're almost you're almost out of Atlanta and heading over to New York in like a week or so. Less, baby. Mm-hmm. Gotta, gotta, we got a quick stopover uh, to Lincoln Bill with my familia. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, what are you going to do in New York? Fucking eat out. I thought you can't eat out. No, I mean, you got to eat out in some fucking, you know, tent they built on the street with like heaters in it. But you have to eat I'm going- inside the outdoor inside. Yeah, the dumb. Yeah, thanks, Fauci. I'm going to, um, no, nah, we're hitting Odeon. We're hitting Superiority Burger. We're hitting Dumpling Man. We're hitting fucking Sue In. We're hitting all, all I'm going to do is hit my spots. You so know you're, you're going to get a little. You're going to get your freshman 15, your COVID 15. No, 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 I will not be doing that because I'm also going to play some tennis in the bubble. Uh, Berries is open. Safe, of course. You know what isn't open, Chris? The Standard Hotel. I don't even want to talk about it, bro. <laughs> Come on. I ain't even. No, honestly, I mean, I want to talk about it, but I did. I, I have written a story about the end of the Standard Hollywood that will be published hopefully tomorrow or today. Mm-hmm. Uh so, uh, but I don't want to give it away. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that it's not that it's breaking news, but I just you know, long sorted history with that with that property. Um, and I think a lot of us at, at our age probably that's one of the first like, if not the first boutique hotel we ever stayed in. I think if you lived in L.A., it was also like a big part of the the nightlife community. Yeah, I, it was, I you know being an L.A. person, I went inside of that place a hundred times, but I think I only got a room there once. I stayed there for years during like the early music business days. And then I, you know, I made it my mission to make it cool again a couple of years ago. And, uh, obviously my efforts failed. Yeah. Your DJ night was not a success. No, unfortunately the, the Chris plays Britpop sitting down did not hit well with the, uh, the <laughs> community around there. But, but no, it's just, it's kind of a place that uh, to me, it kind of was eternally cool in its own way because it didn't really try to change that much. Which I think is the key to a place like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it desperately needed an update, but just never got one, which mm-hmm. is the coolest thing you can, the coolest thing you can do. But it did, it did have this kind of everyman feel the way that like the neighboring hood, like Sunset Tower or the Chateau Marmont mm-hmm. didn't have, you know, there would literally be tourists there from Tulsa, but there would also be like famous people there. Which There'd is be kind some of a cool rare- hotel Hollywood hotties milling around, but all are welcome. Yeah. I think it was a, I mean, it was just, it's a great place. And also the location, you know, interestingly, the, the location, you know, worked for me when I was, you know, doing Coke. And it also worked for me when I could walk to the original Barry's Boot Camp location or mm-hmm. Hot Pilates. Yeah. Or I could even get my, B, I can get my B12 shot at Next Health right there at Crescent Heights. One of the, one of the greatest hotels in, in the world to do cocaine at. Oh, yeah. Ta- oh, yeah. For and sure. I'm not even a Coke person. And I, you know, I've definitely done cocaine at that hotel and it was pretty nice. No, it's a great, it's a great place and it's sad to see it go. But I think that that, you know, oh, the fact that also it's been there for 22 years is kind of crazy. Like I didn't, I'd never thought about that, you know, as far as like a, a, a date range. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a long time. Hopefully, do you think they're going to have some type of auction or estate sale for 
all the shit inside of there? They, they would have to. Uh, they would have to. I mean, I, mean, I want to know, do you think Bay will let me have the giant human aquarium? For her to sleep in? I mean, not. it doesn't have to be every night, but, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't <laughs> hurt. It wouldn't hurt for me to come home from the office after a long, hard day, and she's, you know... She's checking yeah. her checking her Instagram in there. Not that the standard hotel closure is is a you know is the the hardest thing we've lost during the COVID nineteen pandemic, but it is uh, it is the hardest thing you've lost. Yeah, exactly. But it's also going to. I mean, you know, I think that that building has been a hotel for since the sixties. It will continue to be a hotel. I'm very interested to see because you know they said they left because the the rent was raised they couldn't come to terms with the landlord mm. so that means that somebody with deeper pockets is just going to swoop in and, and and flip it into another hotel so it's interesting to see what that will be and you know you think about this too it's like couldn't it have been the mondrian what a shithole you know like let's go <laughs> like let's let that go the mondrian is the corniest hotel in LA or, mm. or was during the during this heyday you know what i mean but i do think that the charm of the standard um is something to recognize uh uh, and and also, I think they gave uh, just. In, I feel like I know a lot of people who made money there. You know what I mean? Like one of those kind of things where it's like they DJ always. DJ definitely people. made money there. You know, some some days I made almost three hundred dollars DJing at certain pool parties. Oh, I thought you were okay. So you don't want to talk about selling Molly there? But okay, that's <laughs> fine. I mean, that's fine. Well, the thing the thing that I took away from the standard was it was. I, I think a lot of New Yorkers liked it because it made them feel that sense of that 90s hotel lobby nightlife culture that only really existed in New York. You know, all those yeah. ultra lounge, sex in the city, Cosmo, and the, you know, like... We were, we were, you were, I didn't see you at Rose Bar, fam, well, but we, yeah. We were, we were too young, you know, like that generation, yeah, no, you we know, were. it was the generation before us, but, you know, at a, at a certain time, from what I know, you know, it, the only and coolest places to go hang out in New York were just hotel lobby bars. That's just what it was. Yeah. Yeah, pre bungalow eight and like salon and that and greenhouse and shit. Like mm -hmm. and then and then it kind of came back for us to an extent with like the Jane, mm -hmm. which weirdly was like so hot, but it was also like not it wasn't super expensive. That was kind of part of the you know what I mean? It was kind of democratic in a way that like partying at su submercer. I don't know. I know you've been at submercer before. Most likely, yeah. Nightlife is a twisted bitch, you know? Yeah, I uh I'm I don't know if I ever need to do it again. I mean I guess I kinda do. I kinda that that's the thing that I think about a lot lately as as COVID is beginning to peek its head around the corner of of like, you know, will we even want to go back? My girlfriend always talks about how, you know, she can't wait to just go out and party and have a chance to dress up and see all your friends and, you know, meet new strangers and see and smell and visit all these new things. You know, like that's that part of her life has been taken away and she can't wait to get back to it. And she thinks that everyone else will as well. I hope that is true and correct, but I, I also fear that the longer this goes on for the more we will be accustomed to, you know, partying in our living room, ordering natty wine on drizzly.com and having our <laughs> blue apron meal or whatever. I think both of those things are true, but I think that it, it's going to be I, I believe the roaring twenties idea that it's about to be fucking lit uh in, you know, six months, eight months or whatever, if we can get this shit under control. Um and mm -hmm. you know, if that's the case if that's the case, <laughs> yo, I'll see you on the dance floor. <laughs> 
Yeah, even Chris will dance. That's how that's how crazy. No, it I is. won't. I just said that as a cue so you could put some Kylie Minogue in right there, uh, if you don't mind. I think there's a lot of people who will maybe never want to do that again. You know what I mean? But I think there's a lot of people that at least for the first six months or year, uh, when we're in the clear, it's gonna be absolutely fucking bananas. Like drug dealers, you're about to have the best two years of your lives. <laughs> I, I have a weird pessimism about the future of all of that. And I think that every month that passes that we are inside of our house, you know, canceling our gym memberships, buying Pelotons, not going to restaurants, ordering everything delivery online, watching awards ceremonies and concerts and well, every sporting event on television without an audience. I think it, it, we're just going to get so used to it, so accustomed to it, so afraid of socializing so afraid of going out into the public where bad things can happen we're all just i think gonna... narcs i think narc types will stay that way and regular people will be like i missed it. like it's not like i don't recognize that every single day every single day i'm thinking this is worse than it was before like this is not how this is supposed to be done it's supposed to be done this way if there are people that forget that and are happy to never eat in a restaurant again like all right loser then the booth is for me go go <laughs> go forth Go order yeah. your little food. Go cook at home. I'm going to eat out every fucking night. Like, fuck y'all. I also fear that the the class divide between those who can afford to be able to do that and those who cannot will will you know will be increased and you know the, I guess the, you're not I guess you're not tipping your I guess you're not tipping your caviar delivery people very well, huh? <laughs> fuck no. Can't get a dollar <laughs> out of me, caviar losers. <laughs> Every time, every time they deliver, and it's like, how much tip would you want to leave? I just delete the app. <laughs> you yell out zero and delete mm -hmm. the app at the same time. I yell out Godim and then delete the app, <laughs> or I just write in. Oh, I'm just gonna leave a cash tip. Oh, you know what, buddy? Oh, oh bro, I don't have any cash. My dude, I actually this morning I forgot my wallet and my cash and i tried to use apple pay three places that didn't have it and i was like all right fuck it's time to get out of the south like fuck this. <laughs> yes it is bro that's crazy at a fucking grocery store at a fucking grocery store you don't have apple pay you fucking rednecks okay a good example of that we were in the south in nashville we went to the hotel hermitage where we met um a crazy guy that was our waiter i lost <laughs> i left my credit card there oh yeah what happened call, with that I, I called the hotel the next day to see if somebody turned it in to the lost and found they said no and then the waiter that was helping us i found him on instagram followed him sent him a dm and then asked him if he found a credit card and he said yes we have your credit card here call the hotel and say like you know they found it i gave them my info gave them my credit other credit cards so you know to pay for the shipping and then a week and a half later an envelope arrived with the credit card in it so it was like two weeks went where i was missing this credit card that that is attached to my apple pay and i did not turn my credit card off I did not miss a single thing. Nothing in my life changed at all. The entire time I was using the credit card, just straight off of my phone, not a single moment happened in LA where I, I wasn't able to use it on Apple Pay. It's so strange. <sighs> that's that's pretty incredible. I mean, I honestly, I'm not. I wasn't like the the first person to use Apple Pay. It's one of those things. that's like just a backup. But mm -hmm. the strike the strikeouts today, I wanted to hit my head against the fucking wall. Like I'm trying to give you money, nerds. Like figure it out. <laughs> Wow, you're changing your tune, Chris. Cash Chris is a is a different new no, man. Look, I like it. No, nah, I still keep a light five on me. You know <laughs> but I, but I, but I don't. That, that's five hundred, not five thousand. Don't rob me. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. I mean, now there's a true excuse not to take cash. Oh, it's COVID. It's COVID. It's COVID. You know. So 
Yeah, yeah, the COVID excuse works for everything. And it's not because, hey, we want to have a, a centralized global economy that is based on our um, credit score and social merit and not just good old cash. You know, I did use, you'll be happy to hear this quickly before we go, but I did use the Cash App application this week. Do you need to call your sponsor? What what happened? No, no. It was um my cleaning lady who you actually met, uh, Michelle, mm-hmm. and you guys got you guys got along pretty well from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she liked Mr. Jason. <laughs> she just prefers Cash App. And I was like, okay, no problem. So now I'm paying her Cash App. Michelle and, said, bang um, my shit. She she literally said bang my shit. How do you how did that make you feel? Someone like that, for example, if I'm not there to give her cash, I want to give her the money that is the easiest and less ta- least taxable possible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 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 yeah. whatever whatever I can do to make it easier for her or overpay her to cover a fee or some shit, like okay. I am happy to do that. That's like nice. people are fucking psychos. Like I, I don't like you you're anyone mm-hmm. in that position wants cash or you do what you tell them. You do not like it is not up to me. Yeah, like you, if want, she you says, want Michelle to get every shekel, not, yeah. not Uncle Sam. Oh, Michelle, I'm sorry. I actually use Venmo. Could you download it? Like, don't do not do that. Like, don't do that. No, I'm going to use whatever. If you said, I want to be paid in quarters, like, I'm going to go get you quarters. That's just the deal. I wish there were more men like you out there, Chris. I mean, look, I don't do everything right, but you got to take care of people. It's just, it's, it's too important, especially right now. But I was, I mean, you know, like... Michelle's been with me since Michelle's a day one, bro. Michelle been cleaning that apartment since I moved in. Michelle probably been changing your diapers. She knows more about you than than damn me. She does, and I've walked in her before, and she's been listening to music a little too loud in there. But we'll get we'll we'll talk about that. We can talk about that later. <laughs> Michelle, I told you don't connect to the Sonos again. I asked you nicely <laughs> not to connect to the Sonos. You, you said Michelle, if you fuck up my algorithm with all this with all this drain gang, <laughs> yeah, you fuck exactly. my shit up. <laughs> do not fuck up my algorithm no michelle's a real one though shout out to michelle honestly love her work and and she's she's met so many of my friends and you know it's it's just a good relationship mm-hmm. um i hit all right okay uh all right well um another successful podcast we got we got a big slate coming up this week tj we have an exciting <laughs> exciting guest this wednesday that you guys are going to be over the moon for i don't want to give anything away mm-hmm. uh but but actually jason's more excited than me that's a little bit of a clue yeah, I must confess, I am looking forward to it more than you are. Just a dash, just a dash. But but um, so we'll look forward to that on 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 Wednesday. We got some other shit in the hopper going on. Uh, mm, yeah, I, I ordered uh, I ordered my flat iron on Amazon Prime on Friday. Hopefully, it comes in time for our interview. <laughs> oh, it is. This is one of those times where we have to do it over Zoom. I don't know why. You know, it's just <laughs> one of those things we got to do it over Zoom. Hopefully, hopefully, we could even get like a you know. A- Whoa, 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 slow down, Chris. Don't give away too much. Oh, I'm sorry. You can bleep that out. But anyway, uh, we'll be doing that this week. Uh, and what else we got going on, Jason? I guess just, you know, how long gone radio is just absolutely decimating Spotify. Woo! I mean, the listens are through the roof. Uh, and, and if you're, if you aren't listening, you're missing out. And that's something you should rectify immediately. Um, mm-hmm. follow my illustrious co-host, my king, Big Bird, uh, TJ, them jeans, at them jeans. Uh, follow me at Done to Death at Done to Death Projects on Instagram, um, and we will keep bringing you uh, content more than you deserve. Thank you again. Bye bye. <laughs>